0: Yo, what do you think of this bullshit Sports Illustrated cover? I haven't seen the cover. I heard something about it, but I haven't seen it. Alright, well, I'll fill you in. The title of the Sports Illustrated cover is A Nation Divided, Sports United, and it's got some athletes and other figures in sports all locking arms, basically, in unity, right? Yeah. some It's got Aaron Rodgers, Michael Bennett, it's got the owner of the Jags, it's got Steve Kerr, Candace Parker, the baseball player that took a knee, and then on the front line, like in the very front of the, the cover, it's got LeBron on the left, Steph Curry in the middle, and Roger Tothatuckin' Godell on the cover. Did you notice that I didn't mention somebody? Do you notice somebody missing from the cover?
1: Colin Kaepernick, the nigga that started it all. Yeah, they man. Occurred, where is he? You want to write Let's talk, on it? not come Talk. So as he did,
0: snubbed. Come on. You think he's not on that cover because of it's his fault he's not on that cover? You think they reached out it's to him? 100%. 100%. You're when he started
1: seeing people, when he started seeing his creation get spiraled out of control, he should have came out and said, it's what was it really about? Because then you become the focal point. You become the spearhead. You become that first nigga to take a deep. And you want to know what's on your mind. Why you doing it? What's going on
0: now? What's next? No. I, I mean, I don't... I... It's
1: why it's my
0: Hold oh, on, don't get there. Well, well, I know you. He, heard well, I, I, I know you've, I've heard that before. But he came out and he he had he did an interview last week. But and, and the thing is, is what you're saying is why is it's his fault that he's not on the cover because he hasn't came out. That's not why he's not on the cover. I mean, Sports Illustrated didn't even consider putting him on the cover. How do you? How do you? How, put, how do you know that? Were you at the meeting? Did you know that? Did you hear them say that? Well, the. <laughs> Well, the guy, yeah, the guy that works for Sports Illustrated tried to justify how Colin Kaepernick was not on the cover because Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr, who was on the cover was like, where the hell is Cap? Steph Curry on the cover. Where the hell is Cap? You put, you put the owner of the Jags on the cover. He's a Trump supporter. He gave Trump a million dollars. We know Roger Goodell backs Trump. We know he wanted no parts of this protest a year ago, but now they put him on the cover. Like that, that, none of that stuff made sense so the guy from Sports yeah. Illustrated because everybody else was asking questions like yo how do you not want you know they had the same how do you have Roger Goodell on there how do you not have Cap on there why is Candace Parker the only female on there how do you have this owner that gave Trump a million dollars on there but at the end of the day how do you not have Cap on there and he's saying well you know this ca- Cap's there in spirit but we were focusing on how many people have come around to the movement in the last week that was that's that whack. That's, that's, that's a whack. that's a hella whack i, I get, do think that he should not have left it into the hands of the judges i can he see that out
1: there at the forefront picking his mind he started it are you applying now come on man I'm back down now well, make I, it real but it's not Maybe like he's getting, he's getting black balls still and now the people are taking his knee they said they didn't want him on the team because he's divisive now the very act of what he did is unifying so now with this Why you don't got a job
0: yeah, they, they have no explanation for why he doesn't have a job still. I agree with that. Yeah, like, like Mike Vick, did, Vick said. Mike Vick or, or we were going to sign him until that picture came out, Baltimore. But then, you know, they're yeah. united and locking arms and Ray's taking two knees. What I find is, is funny is that they still keep trying to... They're trying to do something good by trying to spin this in a positive way. They still fail by not including the guy who brought this whole thing to the forefront. And you can say that he's not, and you can say he's not talking. I agree with you. I said that a while ago. I said he needs to come out, and every time somebody says that this disrespects the flag in the military, he needs to be right there going, but that's not why I started it. So stop talking about that. He should have been doing that. But I give him credit because he's out there doing it. He's out there putting his money up. Everybody else is talking, and he out there putting his money up. Maybe he's not a good speaker. I don't know. I don't know him like that. But maybe he maybe he's better with his actions than he is his words. I have no idea. But you're not, you're not really good speaker. No. okay, we'll see. Well, then to me that makes sense. You start it, you get the conversation rolling, and you let the guys that can articulate themselves a little bit better, the LeBron James in the NBA, uh, maybe Malcolm Jenkins on the Eagles, who was also there from the whole time. Again, you don't even got Malcolm Jenkins on the cover. Or Eric Reed on the cover. You got Goodell. It's kind of hypocritical.
1: let me down. That's why I never read it anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, yo, this also makes me think about overall, man, like the NFL's. Popularity or lack thereof. It, it, to me, it seems like the NFL's success, whether it's with the ratings, the ticket sales, the overall perception of the league, is going. It's on the. It's on the decline. Would you agree with that? I've been saying this
1: from day one.
0: Okay, oh, yeah, I do agree with that. That is a positive point that I
1: really want to back up and give you a backstory on that. Okay. I've been saying this since two thousand and five. I've been saying this. I wasn't on the not on the field not because somebody was better than me. I was on the field because they have the money in the cap for all these free agents to get on the field. Now, mind you, I came from a class that seven of the free agents started over the draft that year. that so years. That's probably wasted money. A lot of people look at the point of thinking, like, why do we got people in the streets better? The thing about the NFL all politics. People say politics have no place in sports. Sports are based on politics. It's not because you're the best person to makes you person on the field. There's a lot of other factors that play into it. Where you're from, your draft status, sporty time, how you just combine, um, combine what school you're from. Uh, how much money they're going to pay you How much salary caps is available All the things play into the whole thing A lot of quarterback controversies come in Because at the end of certain quarterback contracts They're back-end heavy They don't want to pay you So they create a quarterback controversy So they can trade you off And not be obligated to that debt It's all politics It's all money Nothing to do with talent It's nothing to do with the best man on the field The best back on the field A lot of teams thought we're going to go young Because you got too many veterans Voicing their opinions in the locker room That you say the cancer So you can't control them Because they know what's best for the team Sometimes what's best for the team is not what's best for the pocket, but to the owners. That's the real politics involved with football, and people don't want to see that shit. So a lot of people tell me, oh, you're complaining because you're not starting, you do something to play the touch team. No. You can't have a head coach come and tell you you're having the best training camp out of all the players in the whole on the whole team. And then I never see a lot of day on, on offense. That makes no sense to me. Why would you say that? One, either just lying to keep me quiet because I'm i a loud now and you don't want to keep that cancer in the locker room, or two, it's really true, but you can't afford to put on the field because if I go out there and fall out, you got to pay me, you got to pay three other free agents, and you got to pay your draft pick, and there's not not enough money to go around.
0: The politics, the politics, been involved in sports a long time ago. I've been with you from the the whole time, and you've been playing. So I remember when people would ask you about, hey, why aren't you playing? And you don't want to get into it. You don't want to bash the you don't want to bash the hand that's feeding you at that point. So you would normally be a good person and kind of deflect from answering those questions I'm glad you get to speak on it now because I know I would normally have to be like look man he balls they're not they're not letting him play because they can't let him play that's the real
1: reason not because he can't catch if everybody can catch I wouldn't be on the team if I couldn't catch they fire me get somebody else right that's very true well you're good at those teams. yeah but those things alone is not going to keep you on, 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 on the team so you have to have some kind of value on either offensive as well as the team in order to stay there
0: Damn. So with uh, with the ongoing stuff with the safety of the players, player safety issues, uh, player conduct off the off the field, you know, you got the woman beaters, you got all of that shit that goes on. The non guaranteed contracts, they're getting flagged for that. The TV ratings are down. Stadium attendance is down. Jay Z's turning down the halftime show. The blackballing cap. NBA is on the rise. MMA's on the rise, a lack of just credibility for the league. In general, I feel like it's starting to catch up with them. It's not just people that have a f- certain type of feeling about Kaepernick and this whole Neen thing. Cities with the blackouts, if they weren't selling out, then you couldn't even watch the game. And the C- uh, San Diegans know about that because they weren't selling Qualcomm out like that. So what do you really think the state of the NFL is and how are they going to improve going forward, in your opinion? The major factor is, into
1: the fact that it changed are trying to maximize their profit at the expense of the entertainment product they put out there on Sundays and Monday night football and Thursday night. These teams, they're getting rid of all the key players that are entertaining because they cost too much or they give too much back, back talk or they can't control those guys. Well, people pay money, to see the best product on, on the field when it comes time for game time. If you only put out the products out there that cost you the least amount of money, that's the problem. And that's people starting to notice that. Like, hold on now. My team just got broken up and they sold this guy that team. This guy got straight here. They cut that guy all for bullshit reasons and they're like, What happened? The team is all oh, we're gonna go young, we're gonna start over. People ain't got time for you to start over. People are getting older in years and sitting here and saying, you know what? I've been watching this game for fifteen years. Y'all rebuilt fifteen years in a row. <laughs> Somebody's got the wrong formula upstairs because whenever y'all are rebuilding, you got the wrong Legos. And it's not it's not making a Lego movie. I'm
2: sorry,
1: nice. it's not happening. That's <laughs> the real problem. It's that they're petty mission and trying to cut people and get rid of people that cost so much money, pricing out good players and then things on the quarterback controversy. Alex Smith is a prime example. You just want to pay him. That's the only reason why you got a quarterback controversy. You don't want to pay him. You want to get your new toy in there that costs a little less. We'll hope to get some buzz and some new fans in there. But you, the fact of the matter is, Alex Smith is your best product out there. You should be giving him crap before his season starts talking about quarterback controversy because it's bullshit. You're just trying to cover your ass because you don't want to pay that money at the end of the day.
2: Yo, Cal and K.O. is Snappy Nap from Dropkick Football. One that shows love. Comment on NFL run by the politics. Real hot take, and I absolutely agree. Um, I take it a step further and say politics are running the backstory of the NFL, sure. But it's mostly like y'all alluded to, or actually just stated as your evidence. Uh, money. Money's going to run it. Has much more weight than talent does. Um, it's a contract-run league, and... It's easy for a bad GM who's made some contract contractual mistakes or obligations that he ended up not wanting to fulfill because a player doesn't live up to those expectations. It's easy for that bad GM to hide behind a good coaching staff. Um, I guess to make more sense out of that one prime example is the Houston Texans. Rick Smith, absolutely trash. Um, yeah, he hits on his first, second rounders usually, but aren't you supposed to? He's sucked in the middle round. You know, I don't remember a third round that I stuck around on the team anyway, but uh, love to take. Holla, show some love.
0: I'm not going to lie. Imagine Dragons is a good group. I like them, too. I like their music. I think they'd be better if we saw them live, too, if you saw them. I've oh, yeah, definitely. When you see them at, like, the Grammys or whatever, and their their stage show looks insane.
3: Earlier, uh, I was watching um, ESPN, and they were talking about um, OBJ's celebration uh, last week. They got him the uh, flag. Yep. Charles Woodson was saying that you know sometimes you you have a, a celebration that you should probably go over it with your your, your teammates first to make sure that it's going to be okay, <laughs> and then Randy Moss t- chimed in and said that's just a frustrated man. That's a frustrated celebration right there. And then Charles Woodson gave him that look like, we know you. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know about frustrated dances.
0: <laughs> when he moon the Packers crowd. Oh yeah. Oh man, that's still classic.
3: The, the freedom of expression is being taken away slowly but surely from people in the NFL. 'Cause you have to adhere to people's feelings and everybody's politically correct now. Back in the day if you did that, like no one would care. It's football. We're running around trying to knock each other's heads off. I don't care how you celebrate a touchdown, whatever, that's the least of my worries.
0: Yeah. I'm trying not to get killed. And that was and that was part of the problem that fans had for a while is because they started saying that when they, they started changing the rules on the celebrations, they were calling them the, the no fun league instead of the national football league. And now they're trying to backtrack and, oh, it's okay. You can open up the celebrations and do your thing again. And he still got fined. (laughs) Yeah, because the thing
3: about it, though, is that that it was fun and it was happy and there was, like, a lot of creativity. But Chad Johnson, Terrell Owens, Joe Horn, they all kind of took it above and beyond where it became a lot more about the showmanship of your celebration than actually playing the game and celebrating with your teammates. So uh, they were trying to draw back the personality a little bit. But you got to admit, though, some of them celebrations were highly creative and very entertaining, and that's why people watch the game. I agree.
0: Well, what was, uh, give me some of your favorite uh, end zone celebrations. Oh, man. Like, not, no particular uh, one. I'm not even going to like...
3: go just in the NFL. I'm talking like when I'm watching any given Sunday and they did the machine gun and shot everybody down and dropped <laughs> a grenade and everybody fell down.
0: Yeah. That was some real stuff right there. Okay. I could dig that one. I think, I think one of my favorite ones was when T.O. When he went and he grabbed the cheerleaders' pom-poms. Oh, yeah. And he started, he joined in and just started shaking it out with the cheerleaders. That one was money. And then, well, of course, I loved it when he went on the star, when he scored the touchdown, and then he ran out to the 50, and, oh, he, yeah. and he put the hands up on the star in Dallas. All, all-time all favorite, Joe Horn's cell phone. Yes.
3: <laughs> the cell phone, that was just, I mean, you just go in the game with that confidence knowing, I'm going to score a touchdown, and yeah. I'm going to score a touchdown in this end zone. And I'm gonna have a phone in that end zone, and I'm gonna pick it up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use
0: it. I would have thought that a smart man would put a phone on each under each one, just to be safe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could. I see that. I would. I would think.
3: Would be awesome if you only had one phone in a certain end zone and knew he was gonna score a touchdown in that, that end zone. Would be ill.
0: Yeah. S- especially if. But
3: then was- remember that you put it in that end zone, not the other one. When not the reason other- for it. Yep. Yeah. That one was good. Sharp, yeah. Sharpie was a classic one, pulling a Sharpie out and signing the football. That was classic. To, I think that was tasteful. It wasn't bad. I don't think that was bad. No, maybe the fact that the Sharpie could have flew out on the field and poked somebody in the eye. The Speaking whole- of eye poking, uh, the running back for San Diego State got poked in the eye last night by a defender from uh, Northern Illinois. Yeah, I saw that. You that, saw that. That was crap. Yeah, that yeah, Rashad was- Penny, man, and Heisman hopeful and you're just jealous because he's good and we're winning and you're frustrated because you think you should be winning, but you're not winning. But I don't know why you came into this game thinking you're going to win when you're going against the Aztecs this year. Now they're doing very well. Yeah, I think that's just that's the part of the game where they got to remove that. I mean, as much as you hate the person you're going against or, or you fake hate them for that week and you're so into your team pride and you're going to win and you're going to go out there and ball out, the last thing you should be thinking about is doing something to, uh, to deprive somebody else from playing the game. So if you're purposely trying to hurt somebody, there's no place for that in football. I mean, on any level, on any level, high school, college, NFL, especially NFL, that, that is a high level of uh, brotherhood there. And you do something to somebody on the field, there's no saying. They're not going to see you at the ESPY Awards. They're going to see you at the red carpet events, uh, charity events, um, uh, at any kind of gala or something. And this happened in the offseason where people have done that. Um, Richard Sherman tried to approach uh, Michael Crabtree um, in, in Vegas. And Crabtree told him, "He's like, you know, all that all that stuff you was talking during the year, what's up now?" And he's like, "Oh man, you know, it's just part of the game, man. I'm just, you know, hyping up for your showmanship." He's like, "Well, that's not how I do it. I'm real every day, and whatever I say on the field is what I say off the field." So now like, I don't come at you like that on the field, but you come at me like that kind of foul, and I don't appreciate it. So if you want to handle it, we can handle it right now. He's like, "I'm from Texas right now. We talk, we
0: talk, we don't talk big game. We we walk in big boots." <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Does that stuff happen a lot, though? Going back to what yes. started the conversation, uh, under the, the stuff down in the pile. That stuff, we've, heard, we've heard about that stuff a lot, right?
3: Uh, it happens more than it should. That's what I'm saying. Okay. It needs to be policed more by the players themselves. In, okay. Uh, I, saw, I saw one of my teammates doing that nasty stuff to somebody, grabbing an arm and twisting it. I told him, I said, bro, you need to chill with that. And then it's not that serious. This is just a game. You do, you tell him to damage that man's career, that's just family you're, you're putting in jeopardy. I said, it's not worth it, really. To lose a game, okay, we got next week. you got next year. Whatever, it's not that big of a deal. Not to put somebody's, like, livelihood on the line just so you can win a game.
0: Since you brought up Crabtree and Sherman seeing each other in the offseason, give me your favorite off season altercation with some athletes that you've been witness to where you, you heard it, something went down. For the most part, everybody's pretty good. The one time that,
3: uh, me personally, I was congratulating uh, Dante Hall in Vegas. I saw him in Vegas at a part, I congratulated him, said, you know what, good job. You had a great season. Congratulations on your Pro Bowl nod, and, uh, you know, know, I I think you're doing big things in the league, and I'm I'm very happy to have played against you. And I tried to shake his hand. He big time me. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, and then walked off like I was just some fan. I was like, hold on now. Okay. I walked up to him again and said, "Look, bro, I don't know. I don't even know if you know who I am. I'm Kasim Osgood, number eighty-one for the San Diego Chargers. So you'll never score a touchdown for the Chargers ever again. Every time you get the ball, I'm be right there. I'm gonna fuck you up. Excuse my language. I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck you up. You're not ever gonna get anything against it ever again." And he never did. <laughs> that very next year, he's when he had that that long run, and I came around the backside and came back and caught it, yes. and he fumbled the ball and got it. Yeah. Because he knew. He looked behind me. He was like got nervous and scared because he knew. I don't play. I'm always one for respect at all, at all times. Trash talking comes with you know a level of respect. You can trash talk, but it can't go so far as like it's cutting deep and like that's personal, or you're big time somebody or acting like you're better than somebody. The uh, Glenn Morshower said a, a very important quote that I always remember. It says you you're never better than you could be better at, but you're never better than. Ooh. And that goes in any anything across the board. Any field. Yeah. Any feel? Because that's that's how you have humility and respect. Personally, you have your own pride and you're competitive. Oh, yeah, I'm better at doing that than you, but I'm not better than you. What that's stipulation that people often forget. Wasn't
0: Dante Hall like all of like five foot four? Yeah, like what the (laughs) hell is he thinking? Trying to big, I mean, if something's gonna go down with your big ass, he gonna jump up, kick you in the kneecaps. Like, what the what is he? It, It goes back to what I said before
3: sometimes people let their career become who they are as a person. Like your personality So like, okay, you're a starting receiver That's just your job That doesn't mean you can kick somebody's ass Because you're a starting receiver for NFL You go up to some big dude Yo, I'm a starting receiver Now I whip your ass Nah, man that's, That dude's 6'8", 400 pounds He'll probably crush you in a heartbeat And not even know who you are I'm just watching uh, the running back From the Rams get tackled By uh, one of the linebackers on, on the Cowboys That guy just got peeled uh, peel back block right there too That's another thing you wake up on Tuesday and you'll try to look down to tie your shoes and your head won't go down. Like, what the hell? You have this big knot <laughs> on your neck from your head going back whiplash like you got into a car accident because somebody did a peel back block and knocked your head back to your, your ass. There's times you wake up and you don't know what the hell happened. Like, like you try to get out of bed, use a restroom, you can barely walk to the, t- to the toilet. And you try to unzip your pants like that, your fingers don't want to come together because you got. Welts and knots from uh, face mask smashing onto your your forearm. What? Yeah, I mean, don't try to you know please yourself and <laughs> do that do that because right. that ain't gonna happen. You ain't gonna be able to grip nothing. You ain't gonna be able to open that Gatorade bottle. I mean, this is this, you need you need people around to help you. The, there's a lot of times that people don't realize that football is. They say, it's, "Oh, well, it's so fun to watch and they're so they're so just they're they're, they're used to it. You never get used to pain." You can deal with it, but it's not something you. Say, oh yeah, that's cool. You know, I'm I'm, I'm hurt right now, but it's all good. I'm used to it. Like no, that chunk hurts. <laughs> like when you're tackling somebody and somebody just keeps running and they jump over the pile and their their helmet hits into your shin. You look at them like I want to knock you out right now because I know on Tuesday this is gonna hurt and it's because of you. Just so bullcrap, extra <laughs> stuff you're doing. Or when they're diving on piles and you are kicking those cleats come in and like get cleat marks on your on your leg. Yeah. Oh, scratch. I got cleated. The guy, I was running a guy. Was trying to grab my jersey and pull me and cleated the whole back of my leg like Freddy Krueger jumped out of the closet and scratched my whole arm, I mean my whole leg. It's the worst. And then there's stuff like you try to lay in bed, you wake up in the morning and you try to get up to the restroom and you're stuck to the sheets. You got to pull your leg literally off of the sheet and it's just skin all over your bed. Blood trails on there look like, like they put the dead horse head in there from uh, Godfather. <laughs> oh
0: no. Then you get Monday off, and you're right back at it on Tuesday. You don't get Monday, oh, don't no, get Monday off. No, Tuesday's
3: off. Monday, you got to get in there for uh, weightlifting early on, early, early. Then you have film review, and then you have individual meetings that they want to go over more film, and then they go install the game plan, or preliminary game plan for the next week. Then you get Tuesday off. But Tuesday's not really a day off because you got to go and take care of all your business, like mail, bill, pay, say hi to your kids you haven't seen in five days. Um, <laughs> you got to get your car washed, car gas. Put food, groceries in the house um, Then you got charity events uh, Other obligations you got to. If you have any other businesses you got to attend to You got to deal with that There's really no time during the year to do anything And people think oh it's just on Sunday They show up on Sunday and then that's all It's just so easy You get pay so many, too much money And it's so easy And why are you worried about protesting When you get all this money Like dude even though you got money, money's not going to make your toe not hurt anymore if you got turf toe. It's not going to help you unbruise your brain when you have 10 concussions in a row. I don't care how much you get paid. You can be an $80 million idiot or be a $2 million idiot. When you're brain dead, you're brain dead. You're That's is, you know, it's what it is. You're still an idiot. Oh, and them wow. lumps ain't leaving your, your, your leg. I remember one time um, I was in a pile and some dude wanted to be an ass and, and, and headbutt my leg with his face mask. I had welts all down my leg. And I tried to go to use the restroom on the plane just to sit down on, on the toilet. I couldn't even sit down. Like My leg was just frozen, like just knots everywhere. I couldn't even sit down. I had to crack the door on the, on the, on the stall to put the leg out the door so I could get down. I mean, you got dudes paying $100 for you to go sit somewhere else so they can take the whole row so they can lay down and go to sleep because their body's in pain. I mean, they wonder why oh, you guys drink so much. Man... If it ain't drinking, his Advil or, or something to, to help. It's a lot, it's a lot of stuff that's involved Imagine being in a car crash for 60 straight plays. 60 straight times in a row you're in some type of car crash. These are linemen. Linemen, see the guy right there on, on that guy's knee? A yeah. helmet behind his knee. He's getting pushed over in to the top. He rolls back, sprains the ligament. Now, that's 400 pounds of guy that has to walk on a, a, a limp knee, let alone play the rest of the game like
0: that. There's a lot of damage that's involved with the football. Them pads they have is not enough. And then, the, and then the contracts they give you, when people bring up the money, it's written on toilet paper, because it's oh, not yeah. really guaranteed. Yeah, you get injured, i flush this need. down the toilet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know what's down the toilet? <laughs> your health and your career. It's gone.
0: I'm not paying anything. You're welcome. Sincerely, the NFL.
3: The NFL. But, but people are starting to notice that, like how the players are being treated and that's why the popularity is going down it's not so much because of Colin Kaepernick or protests and all that stuff it's the fact that continually week in and week out they're not putting the best product on the field they're putting the cheapest product on the field just to save money a lot of all the fake controversies and this guy's old or this guy's not good anymore he's in a slump or whatever and he gets on a new team and just balls out Yep. then what's your excuse you know what I mean it's so awesome when you have a lineman down the field too when you mistakenly fumble the ball and your lineman recovers it for you there should be some type of reward system for uh, linemen to get take paid care of that monetarily lineman. rewards. You yeah. take care of that person. Yeah, you take care of you that guy. Care of,
0: <laughs> that, you take care of that guy during the week. This is pretty cool that we get to talk all of this football stuff because not too many people have a friend that's played in the league for 12 years. So I was always wanting to talk sports. I'm a big sports guy. And then you're just like, yeah, you know, that's just my job. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really it's, I'm not really forthcoming with the information. It's just my job. You know, work is whatever, man. Do I ask you
3: about your job, yeah. man? Let's, let's talk about something else. Yeah. Like, you, want, you want a beer? You want a beer? <laughs> Calvin asked me questions about something, like very intricate questions about personnel and teams and who to pick for fantasy. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I don't care. I don't watch that. He's like, what well, you just was in film for four hours. I mean, you don't watch it. Yeah. I was watching game planning techniques like that. I'm not really watching all this stuff. I don't know.
0: How do you not know? (laughs) How how do you not... Come on, man. I'm looking for that Enron insider trading shit to help out my fantasy they, tra- they, team. they
3: train you, you to not me. give away okay. that insider information man. because of the gambling rules and all that. Come on. Do they train you? Like, if you give away information about uh, personnel decisions, roster changes, uh, injury up- updates, and all that, that's technically insider trading. You can get in yeah. trouble for that. Well,
0: I wasn't – I mean, my, my questions, I'd be asking certain things, but more like as a fan, like, yo, how real – is watching Megatron in practice, that kind of thing. He, well, you know, see, the, or, thing, about, the thing about
3: him, Cal- Calvin would barely practice throughout the week a little bit here, a little bit there, but they'd hold him off. When you get that advanced in your abilities and you've been with a quarterback that long, you have that camaraderie and that, um, that chemistry, you don't really need to beat yourself into the ground every day like some other people do. So, a lot of times, that's what Nate Burleson was saying when we were on that call uh, a while back. He was saying that, yeah. Which the to tease Sim doesn't have hands, but I'd be in there in place of Calvin when Calvin was injured or he had to, to rest. I would go in there and take the reps, and I'd get the catches and I'd be balling out and practicing. They'd be like, yo, how come you're not in there on the field? I'm like, that's Calvin Johnson. <laughs> 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 I can be considering all I want. That's Calvin Johnson. That's who got the eight, eight, uh, $800 million,
0: and I got 800000 <laughs> Damn. Have you been watching any of these games so far this morning?
3: The Bills are surprising me, man. The Bills are coming out and actually playing hard-nosed football the way the Bills used to play back in the day. Yep, they're very consistent. I'm proud of them. I, I love their quarterback. He's just out there like making ride. decisions, and he's making decisions that are very like you could tell they're calculated, not just winging it or you know improvising. He's actually organized and fluid, and it looks like it's under control and it's great. Very happy for him.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, that Falcons game. Uh, it, I felt bad because Julio Jones went out Ooh. and Sanu went out, so Matty, Matt Matt Ryan's out there playing with uh, both of his receivers hurt, but they're running. They were still running the ball pretty well on Buffalo. And Buffalo's got a solid defense. Well, I'm gonna come out of but, retirement and
3: go, go help him out. Real yeah, you quick. should hit him up. He could <laughs> use you. I can pay you fifty bucks and a double cheeseburger and get my plane ticket, and I'm good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look at Carolina. Ugh. Carolina, and New England battling. Oh no. Oh, he did a little protest. Cam did a little protest in the end zone. He put the fist up.
3: I don't understand that, man. That's the thing that bugs me the most about this whole thing is the fact that Cam Newton is not standing by the side of Colin Kaepernick. Those are two black quarterbacks that came out during the same time and were basically being compared to each other, back and forth, left and right. But something like that that is so polarizing and monumental. Why would you not want to step up and support? That would have been the best group to team up and tackle something like that. You know, they would have got a lot more praise for doing that
0: that way. You know, they were. I think they were the only team last week that did not have a protest. Like they all stood for the anthem. Carolina. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you know, so they're guess,
3: hanging down there in Carolina, man. Yeah, right? I'm just gonna
0: say. No, I don't play that now. You better stand uh, up or well, we're going
3: to shit, you.
0: Well, I'm just saying. You saw what we did out there in Charlottesville, neah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ain't too far.
3: Shout out to you, Anchor. Yeah. As a side note, shout out to Anchor for uh, raising funds and growing. This is the new way of radio. It is they're changing
0: it. And shout out to the homies over at uh, Dropkick Football. They called in. We appreciate that call. They they were uh, commenting on uh, the politics in the NFL from our last break when we were talking about the yeah. cover and just everything going on with the league. And they agreed. And they were they were also bringing up some other points. But it was really cool. Shout out to the homies. So when you're not listening to us, K on anchor, go check out Dropkick Football. Show some love.
3: Call them Panthers though.
0: Three and one beat the Patriots. Man, I didn't I didn't see that one coming. I didn't think New England would have two home losses in four games. The Patriots will be in the Super Bowl this year. You, yeah, don't they always kinda of start out weird and then there's that game where they go, Oh, throw in the towel, it's time yeah. for them to be done. And, and you know you know why I say rug. that?
3: You know why I say that? Because uh, a team that's very, very advanced like they are and they're coaching, they're very stoic during the storm. That's got real NPR in you right you there. Did. <laughs> yeah, you did. But man. no, they, I mean, they said the test of time. They've been through all the adversity and, tri- and trials and tribulations and early on in the season. And they always come out on the end because they're very, they're led by a very stoic person. And they just, okay, yeah, whatever we lost, whatever we're over it. Two and two, four weeks down. Uh, 12 more to go. Let's get it in. It's not how you start. They, it's they how you stay, finish. But they stay in the groove. And how they're losing these games are very hard, hard-fought games. Not like they're getting blown out and they don't know what they're doing. They look discombobulated. They look flat or not, not playing. they just – the other team made more plays at that, that time than they did. But, but- – they have them in the in the
0: bucket. They're, they have plays in the bucket they can pull out. That's true. Um, it's the defense. It always takes their defense uh, a while to gel, just because they always have new people coming in every year. Yeah, under Belichick's system, so it, it takes them a few a weeks to figure it all out. They operate because they have a
3: lot of people under the uh, salary cap, but very low paid. And it's hard because you have to get these low paid guys to gel and really mean they have to really want to be out there and play hard for the little bit of money they're getting and not be distracted by the fact that they're not being paid as much as everybody else, but they're on the best team in the league. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's kinda like a yep. you gotta they have to buy into the system, which is a great system. It's and you should be way. happy to play for the system and they tell you that. Don't matter how much you're going to pay You're playing for the Patriots You're going to get a Super Bowl Who cares how much you're getting paid Because every veteran that goes to the Patriots Says the same thing I'll take a pay guys I just want to win a championship
0: uh, Did you catch any highlights of the Dallas and uh, Rams game Other than the Rams wearing the blue and white helmets With the blue and gold uniforms Which looks weird um, You see Dak Prescott at all today? Yeah, I see Des Bryant getting them 98 yards Yeah man yeah, Dak Prescott's very impressive i say
3: he's a, a more refined Cam Newton He has less volatility than Cam Newton I believe
0: Yeah you would think that Cam is in his second season and Dak is in, like, his fifth or sixth with his composure. Yes. That was very much so. Very solid, KO. Hey, Look at us talking football. I played a couple yes. times. I played you know, the game your, a couple times. Yeah, you've played it a little bit. This ain't your first rodeo. Um, yeah, he's move, uh, Dak's moving out of the pocket very well. He was extending some plays. Uh, there were a couple times it looked like he was going to go down, and he, he spun out of it looking like Willie Beeman rodeo. on any given Sunday.
3: Willie Beeman.
0: Yep. <laughs> it looks pretty fresh. You do a funny side note.
3: I was watching the Aztec game versus uh, Northern Illinois, and my wife was watching the game with me. She's like, why is college football so fun until you get to the special teams? It just looks like practice. <laughs> like, I don't remember the last time I was super excited to watch the special teams play in college. Some of the returns on on the kick returns are pretty good. You got a good returner, and you got guys that are just lazy. So the guy ends up getting a touchdown. But I don't even attribute that to being exciting because the guys on the other side of the ball are just lazy. There is a massive disparity between NFL and college when it comes to special teams. People just do not care about special teams at all in college, and it shows. It it shows a lot. You got really exciting teams playing each other, action packed. Uh, talent field teams and you get special teams and it's just like practice. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was in college I was begging to play special teams because I wanted to do because I know when I get to the NFL I'm going to do it in the NFL anyway so I might as well get these reps on film so they can see. Well, I couldn't because we were limited in numbers and you know we didn't have enough people to be able to you know back me up on, on offense. But every, every now and then I would sneak in and play some special teams whenever I could just because I knew the importance of it. And I think that that philosophy does not trickle down to every other team in college Because there's some boring It's like an like like uh, early time To go get another beer Oh they're punting Okay I'm going to get a beer Yeah Because nothing exciting is going to happen But they don't
0: have College football has the option To do that And treat it with Very little significance Because they have Unlimited roster spots In college yeah. So like just like you said, if Teddy T was to put you on special teams at San Diego State, man, he probably would have lost his job. Cause there are some there aren't too many people that could do what you do on offense at the college level. But I would have dominated on special. But pressing. you would have <laughs> ate him up. But in the NFL though, all you got unlimited rosters. I mean in college you got unlimited rosters and in the NFL you've got fifty-three spots and you've got thirty-two teams. So you've got guys that were all stars in college that have to play special teams because that's their only way to get a job. So they have to treat it as such. But in college, they come on, man, you're putting you're put, you're putting up the roster players 100 to 111 out there on special teams to keep 99 through one safe if you need them for offense and defense. That's true. They get they get they yeah. have that luxury.
3: You know what I hate too. Another thing we say like um you'll be chilling or somewhere and like somebody will toss something to you and uh, they won't make the throw and it will drop, oh, I thought you were a receiver. You got no hands. Why did you drop that? I was like, dude, catching a football on a field is way different from you throwing a, a box of spaghetti. Across First off, you're not an NFL quarterback, so don't get your your ego inflated. It's just like a funny side note that people always do. You've seen people do that. Yep. Oh, I thought you were a receiver. It's like, okay, you just threw a, a wet paper towel to me, and it didn't even reach me. You want me to dive on the floor and catch it and make this one-handed catch and get up and celebrate? You're not paying me for that. It's <laughs> just of those funny things that people do that just – they heard somebody else say that, so they say to it to you. They, too, they like, say to you. Throw your little Snickers bar, and it flies way over your head. Oh, you didn't get that. I didn't know you were Randall Cunningham <laughs> I didn't know you were Joe Namath He has the best arm in the league When did I clock in? <laughs> Hit him with that bad center On oh, my fucking lunch break
0: um, So far these these games already I've started my, my list of teams That are in need of quarterback services Oh Yeah So yeah. The Jets? <laughs> yep The Jets are in need of quarterback uh, help the Jacksonville Jaguars, who they were playing in that game, are also in need of quarterback help. Tennessee Titans have a stud with Marcus Mariota, but once he went out and they had to put Matt Castle in, Ooh. uh, at the expense of the Texans. So that's four teams right there. You like the Texans quarterback? You like that? I love Deshaun Watson, man. Yeah. And this, you know, here's another thing. I'm I'm jumping around. We're talking quarterback play, and this is real quick about Deshaun Watson. This is what bugs me about the NFL and how they draft people. They draft people on their intangibles. Oh, he's got that cannon arm. Or this guy's got that incredible 40 time. And they let all of these numbers take over and outweigh what they saw the person do on the field. Like, there's no reason Trubisky should have been drafted number two overall to Chicago when he had one hot year at North Carolina. And you've seen deshaun watson win a national championship and then lose another national championship game to alabama but they they always want to oh they're they're looking at the arm strength and they're only looking at numbers and the things to scale them on and they don't just use the eye test because deshaun watson was the best quarterback in the draft class and he got thank god for him he got with a team with a solid defense and they were really only a quarterback play away from being good. So it's a good situation yep. for him. I'm happy for him. Charlie Murphy? He does look like Charlie Murphy. Not Deshaun Watson, whoever that receiver was that on was Jacksonville Lee. Seville Jaguars. Lee from Jacksonville. Jaguars. Um, Sorry as a side note. We <laughs> jump all over the place over here. But yeah, they're showing they're showing your boy Bortles, picked because of his intangibles. Um, how many people have been like Jake Locker picked because of the intangibles, but you watch him play and they were just kind of eh. You should have known Deshaun Watson was going to be good, and good for him for getting to a good team.
3: That's very true. Sometimes you have to look at uh, determination, heart, and humility. Those are the things that will actually help carry over more than your intangibles of like he's fast, he's strong, he's big. He did these. Uh, he had these many plays. Uh, he's good under pressure for this, that. The good under pressure is heart, determination, humility. If you have those three, you can put that on a person, and they can do better than you ever would imagine. Yeah, because there is a lot of people in the NFL that are overachievers. A lot of people that are very, very dedicated to doing what people said they couldn't do. A lot of people have a chip on their shoulder. Probably 80% of the, the roster has a chip on their shoulder because they weren't drafted first. And they all thought they should have been drafted first. So when they're not drafted first, they turn into a, a whole another monster. Guys go free agent... Or just like, I don't know why I was free agent or I was drafted last. And, you know, Mr. Insignificant. They go into the league and they just dominate because they have that chip. And it, the real character of that, that player comes out. And it's, like, okay, you say I can't do this or I'm not worth this or this guy's better than me. I'm going to show you. Anquan Bolden was a prime example. Yeah. Went seventh round because it's 40-time. Whatever. Let me killed up 40-time. You see what he did in college? You see what he did in the league his first two years? Are you kidding me? Yeah. That dude had more catches than everybody else in the league his first two years. You tell me that oh it's Intangibles What intangibles man Just straight raw Just raw athleticism Watch him play Yeah Just watch him play Gamer Some people Gamer. Some people can't catch a ball Worth a damn in practice Because the pressure's not there So they'll say Well you did not catch a ball In practice So we can't put you in In the game Okay but then somebody Gets injured Then you put that guy In the game Without getting the reps And without getting the balls In practice Goes in there and lights it up a lot of quarterbacks are like that Quarterback controversy Oh this guy is quarterback Tom Brady was one The guy got injured Tom Brady goes in Boom You didn't even know um, Another one uh, When um, the quarterback for uh, the
0: Rams got injured
3: When Trent Green got hurt and Trent Green got Kurt, Kurt Kurt hurt Warner Kurt Warner came in
0: Hall of Famer now You
3: didn't believe in him No one did He had no intentions that you would even consider drafting him to put on your team Yeah he goes in and he's a gamer Oh wow he just shocked us No you gotta stop being shocked about that That is something that has to be taken into consideration These people are on the team because they have some kind of it factor. Yeah. And when they have the it factor, you have to start measuring that as something that could be, you know, I want to draft this guy, but I don't know. He just seemed kind of like too much into himself, and it feels like when things are going right, he's good. But when things go wrong, he he crumbles and falls. I don't know that guy under pressure. This guy, he's been told his whole life he's not better than this guy. He's not going to make it. I don't know. You, you, You shouldn't be here, and he's here now. I want to see what he's going to do because that, I'm here now, is going to go a lot longer than somebody else that's been going off of their their ego this whole time. Mm. You know who else needs a, a quarterback? Who? Uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I mean, I could keep naming some. No, I was thinking of him but I was like, no. Nah, Miami. Yeah, Miami. That's Miami. Jay Cutler. Yeah, you brought Jay Cutler in because he was familiar with the offensive coordinator and the scheme and Jay all Cutler's attitude's horrible. But Jay Cutler has not he's never really shown that type of heart. And they got they got shut out today by the Saints in London. First shut out in a London game. Did you know that? Well, why is I his tried to have why, an accent.
3: Why is his face so sad all the time?
0: Jay Cutler? Why is he
3: super sadface.com?
0: He's he's Eli Manning without the rings. The same quarterback. Like you he, Cool numbers, strong arm, but when you watch them, inconsistent. Eli just had a, a, a defense around him to get him some rings to help out his resume, but Jay Cutler and Eli Manning are the same. I would say 100%. I would say 100%. To Eli
3: Manning is way, way far more advanced than Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler had some good receivers in Chicago that made him look good, but Jay Cutler's too moody. His personality comes into play way too much. You think he's moody?
0: Yes. I don't see – I see them having the same kind of – I've seen him dog behavior. cuss people.
3: When he messed up, he cussed everybody else out. Oh, okay. I've watched it. Okay, I've, I've been noticed. on the field and watched it. I've seen him get into arguments with Philip Rivers when we played them when, when he was in Chicago, and we played them. And we'll go back and forth talking trash. Oh, wow. Two quarterbacks. Philip did it because Philip's just got a different kind of personality to him. He's just very playful and fun. likes to, to banter and go back and forth and egg you on like that. It's just Philip. But um Cutler, Cutler Cutler's just He's too moody Okay His
0: personality plays too much Into his 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 game You would definitely know that More than I would Okay Detroit is a, uh, Detroit won 14-7 Wow
3: I was um, really really saying Early on I was saying that Detroit and Minnesota Would have been a uh, haven For everybody As far as uh, Fantasy football points I thought there was going to be A, a light up session You know Two quarterbacks that are pretty good Very great receivers Um I take that back. No, very good quarterbacks. I said pretty good, huh? Mm-hmm. It's, it's kinda messed up. Um very good quarterbacks with very good receivers. I thought it was gonna be
0: a, a lighted up show, but apparently not. They're D. Both teams have also they also got good D. Don't you feel like the division games are always a little tougher to to play because you're familiar with each other. Yes. If for no. it,
3: it, uh, it, it's tougher uh, to start out, but once you have the game plan set in motion and you get the feel for the game, once you get the tempo, then it's gonna go the way it's gonna go. Very rarely do you have a surprise like, oh my God, they're winning all game. All of a sudden now they're not winning. Like no, it's gonna go the way it's gonna go. Especially rivalry games like that.
0: Number eleven on the Jaguars looks like Charlie Murphy. Last name Lee. Is that Lee from uh, USC? You wouldn't um, know. You wouldn't know.
3: I don't know. You would not know. I don't get that far deep into personnel. I just know that the jerseys look a lot better now than when I played for the Jaguars.
0: Um you don't watch
3: baseball, do you? Man.
0: <laughs> no. A, no.
3: <laughs> what the hell would I watch baseball for?
0: Cause baseball's amazing.
3: No, it's not, man. I don't got time for that.
0: that ba- wasn't his
3: job. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't my job. I only watch football because
0: they, t- they paid me to watch it.
3: And I had to break down film.
0: <laughs> And shout out to Anchor For having this be our job And making him watch football still We appreciate you
3: God bless America mm-hmm. Not surprising that The Philadelphia Eagles are winning In the game versus the San Diego Chargers Ha <laughs> ha, LA Chargers LA Chargers I like saying it on purpose, trying to get it out there You know? I have a yeah. quota for cuz I gotta say San Diego Versus Los Angeles Chargers it doesn't fit. They're actually going to come back to San Diego. I said it a long time ago. I said within two years of them being in L.A., they will come back to San Diego, whether it's just the naming rights for somebody to buy a franchise to expand the league or the actual team will come back to San Diego. Yep. Either or, they're coming back. They're coming back. I think it's going to gonna be this team.
0: It unless they just get sick of Spanos and they, they find a way to – uh, mutually agree to let him go elsewhere
3: for, I mean, Soviet,
0: for whatever I, reason. I think
3: he moved to L.A. to try to sell the team for a higher profit because he thinks it would be more profitable being an L.A. team. But however it works, I think truly that he's going to come back to San Diego with the team because the NFL is already saying that there's a huge market in San Diego that's being overlooked, and they're not transitioning like the team did up to L.A. The, the lot of, a majority of the San Diego fan base is not going to LA Oh yeah And they assumed That they would And it said You know what We'll have a certain Percentage of carryover It's drastically Below Their projections Yeah, They hold
0: grudges Out here in Dago
3: Dago is Dago They
0: hold it's grudges real. Out here man And if you here, think man. You're gonna give me To go to uh, Dago to LA On some, some football st-?
3: No nah, I'm straight
0: if They don't like it It's the Dago most-
3: They'd rather watch San Diego State Which is doing very well
0: Yeah that's very true But San Diego For the most part San Diegans Don't like LA They don't like Anything about LA they don't like L.A. traffic. They definitely hate the Dodgers. Um, if you get into Sididi, they say you act in Hollywood. I'm a Charger fan because I'm a San Diegan. Uh, and when you were playing there, getting to know those guys and watch you play, I, I, I started rooting for the team more than I did before in my past. I'm a, I'm a Niner fan. But as a San Diegan, heck no, nah, they ain't trying to fuck with L.A. Like, no, nah, they cool. We good.
3: I feel bad for them because they just look so... Like not settled Team goes up there And they Do all this transition and all The whole thing Like I gotta move I gotta sell my house I have now Buy a new house Or rent Whatever it is Yeah Where do I go How do I do with traffic I'm practicing at this place I'm playing at this place This is a soccer stadium This is not even a real stadium How do I get hyped up To come into this little place Like I'm, I'm, I'm a star Actor Mm-hmm. You know what I mean I just got off of The, the biggest budget film Ever Of, of anybody's ever, ever Career ever Alright Just I'm um, Leonardo DiCaprio Just came off of Titanic It's, it's cracking Done got Now you. I'm gonna go Do a play In Podunk USA Some small place And they said They're gonna pay me My same amount of money But you're gonna have to Do the same thing You did for Titanic For a small crowd Like maybe brother 50 say people. Broadway
0: I can't be Man you better put me On Broadway From Leo You're going to do a Broadway show
3: (laughs) on 4th Street. (laughs) That's how the Chargers are right now. And look at You're putting Broadway on 4th Street. Mm. (laughs) And and only on 4th Street
0: is the bums. And look at this, though. This tells you a lie. This is a home game for the Chargers, but they're wearing the, the whites. And Philly's got the darks. Like, we up in this bitch. This is our house. Fuck your couch.
3: Yeah, well, the thing about that is that they, they put the whites on because of, they say that it allows for uh, cooler temperatures for the body. So they get into that a little more. That's what they say. I don't yeah,
0: know. I mean, does it, you well? You wore the uniform. Does that really matter? Well, do you do you really sit there on a day and go, man, these powder blues are fucking with my speed? No,
3: but that's <laughs> what they try to say. Like what? That's what they try to say. Say, that's what they try to say. Nowadays, they have the, the alternate colors now. They had colors that I didn't have when I was playing that I wish we had. Like I was in Jacksonville, we had that ugly, disgusting aqua color blue. Yeah. I was like, How come we just can't get the all black jerseys? Then when I leave, all black jerseys. Wow. What a coincidence. All black jerseys when I leave. <laughs> Go to Detroit. Can we get the all blues? No, oh, we got this now. Okay, whatever. Terrible colors, whatever. All of a sudden, I leave. All blues. Wow. Okay. Go to San Francisco. Those putrid gold pants are disgusting. You got the red jerseys. Eh, it kind of doesn't match. You think we should go all black with the red letters and no white outlining? That would be amazing. No, no, no. When I leave, all black jerseys, <laughs> red letters, <laughs> gold outlining. I should be a fashionista. Phillip.
0: Oh, okay, look at Phillip. this
3: guy. Philip hey, Rivers.
0: touchdown charges. That's what I'm
3: talking about. I like Philip's excitement. It's so country, homegrown. It's real. It's genuine. It's not too over the top. It's not crazy. Look at him though. It's just pure emotion. Yeah. Philip Rivers was said to have a good day today, fantasy football points wise versus the Eagles uh, secondary. I'm hoping it comes true and hoping he does well. He deserves a win. The guy said he's not moving to L.A. He says I'll, I'll get a, a conversion van, a Sprinter van, mm-hmm. put the TVs in there, my the whole little setup so I can watch film on the way home and the way to work. What he said? He's, he's a true San Diego, and He's going to stay here. And that's where he is. He's not moving.
0: And he, ha- he did not move. He's, he stayed here. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. He's, but he's a he's a family man. He's got his kids. All he's rich. Fifteen of them. He's and rich. And he's rich. He could pay for a van you, you could or do transport that transport and have a driver on call. I mean, he's 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 country humble, San Diego rich, but he's Hollywood now. So he could, in essence, get a helicopter like Kobe does and just fly right in right into wherever he needs to in L.A. I mean, he could be that dude. He's got it. Phillips got to have helicopter money.
3: One person that you can bring back from retirement, put them back into their prime, and put them into NFL to create the NFL's excitement level at all-time high. Who would it be? Bo Jackson. Ooh, you took my.
0: Bo Jackson. Easy. Or Barry Sanders.
3: Ah, you took my second.
0: Okay. <laughs> if, you, if,
3: you, if you get my third, I want. I'm gonna fight you. I'm not. Well, then I'm not. And even it's gonna a defensive get third. player. It's a defensive <laughs> player. It's a defensive player And I think you know You're going on the same line As a guy that was very Electrifying Lawrence line, exciting. Taylor Come on, I'm going home <laughs> I'm <going home. laughs> Mic <Mike> drop <laughs> Mic drop There's a mic drop That's a mic drop But that just shows you Like When you grow up In a certain era of football There's names That just jump out Right away I would say Deion Sanders Would be the fourth Yep That I would, I would bring yeah, in absolutely. Lawrence Taylor Was my first on on defense Then. I'd say um Deion Sanders. Another person on defense I'd bring back Ray Lewis. No nope. in his prime.
0: Nah. There are other guys I'd wanna see other than Ray Lewis. And I you and, think so? and I saw Ray was no disrespect to Ray on the field, but Ronnie Lott, Mike Singletary on the Bears. Ooh. You know what? We're we gonna So Take it I back mean,
3: I would say Greg Lloyd from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He
0: was a beast.
3: Him or Steve Atwater?
0: Yo. I'd, Atwater was real Yeah, yeah I can see that Those are some heavy hitters Yeah So for me Like you said For excitement value So like I said Bo, Barry LT oh, yeah. La- The original LT yeah. Lawrence Taylor LT56 And then in prime time Those are the top four For yeah. excitement value Those don't necessarily I mean those weren't My favorite players But Excitement, excitement value Excitement value You actually want them Back out there At any Just time Just watching the game Like wow I
3: don't know What's going to yeah. happen yeah.
0: Yep, absolutely I mean, not even Jerry Rice One of my favorite players man. He was just
3: consistent He like, was, was consistent just, It was the same all the time So yep. we're like, oh, excitement level It was just, he did what he did
0: But Dion, man He was just a, 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 a wild Oh, you know, I got, I got my Dave Meggett Nah, I got my number five You don't think Dave Meggett was He was good I got my number five Who's? I got five? my number five Mr. Sale. Yeah Junior so did things And I remember being so annoyed With that damn bolt dance but man, that boy was moving. I'd, I'd like to. I'd love to watch him play again. Walter Payton. And then I would bring back Chuck Cecil. That boy used to hurt people. <laughs> he was. He used to. Scare I want to see me. Chuck Cecil. I
3: want to see Chuck Cecil with the new uh, player safety rules.
0: Oh, Randy Moss would have been a receiver. I like to watch all day, every day. Yeah. Randy used to go get it. That I'd could a, be good. I'd have a dominant team. Just your yeah. starters.
3: Yep. So for next for next show, we're gonna have our dream teams. Okay. And that show's gonna be the dream team. And we, a quick, a quick blurb as to why that 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 was the pick for that position.
0: Yep. All right. I'm with that. All right. Well, we'll are we wait? Are we doing it like a draft? Like if that means like if you take this person. Uh-huh. Okay. So there are chances that we could have the same people on our team. Yeah. All right. Because there could have been different ways to go about that. Which would have been like, we're going to take the dream team and then go my team against your team and let's talk that out. Well, the video or, game
3: it's a video game, you can both have the same team uh, teammates or whatever and then still play. That's true. But is that really
0: fair to have both teams have Jerry Rice being D'd up against Deion Sanders? Not so much. Like if we're going to yeah. do it for like competitive purposes, not so much. Well, if that's, how it but,
3: if that's how it works, then that's how it works. D-line and everything.
0: D-line and everything. Ooh. ooh, I got my head coach. So, Madden. No, ooh, you got Madden. Damn, I, I didn't even think Madden. Son of a fish. I already got my team name. <laughs> 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 I, I, had,
3: I had some b- names and I had some
0: yeah. thirteen names. <laughs> General's coming up with some pretty good uh, stuff for us to do here.
3: I have Karim draw, we can all that stuff.
0: We're gonna do that. So the next show, that's what we're going to do. We are going to leave this show and we are going to come back. And uh, on our next one we will have our A dream team our dream team are 11 starters on offense and defense. are we doing the alignment too? yes all right those are important people they are they're in the trenches. I dig that all right man so we're sitting here and we're watching the LA Chargers on one TV and then we're watching the Raiders and the Broncos on the other TV. some just don't seem right in the universe. It's
3: very hard to play in Denver. The, that's a very loud stadium. It's like a college atmosphere. And, and once, they, once they get up, once they get up, uh uh-huh. it's hard to come back. Some people will not shut up. Isn't Seattle? Yeah. Seattle's loud but Denver's into it. Yeah, it's just they don't stop. Different in the atmosphere. Seattle's just allowed to be loud because they know it's allowed. They know it's allowed so They're very passionate and poignant and they know what to say, when to say to piss you off. They do their homework. They're on
0: top of The fans do their homework. Hey yo! Hey player thirty-five. We heard you got another baby mama lawsuit down there. That, that kind of trash talk?
3: You know you're five days late on your rent.
0: <laughs> you're about to get evicted. You can't stay here either. Is the elevation that tough to play in? No. As they make it?
3: No, you get used to it. If you're in shape, you're in shape. Triggering plays however good you are in shape. <clears throat> so you, you brought up. Now, b- if you're
0: multiple multiple plays
3: in Sorry. a row, like a, a two-minute offense, yeah, you might feel a little different, but at the end of the day, no. It's not that much of a difference.
0: What was your take on this this Raider-Bronco game before the game started? Uh, Von Miller and Khalil Mack oh, okay. which two
3: highlighted uh, defensive players that were going to keep scoring down, which they have because these are two good offenses. But
0: apparently it's 10-0 in the second quarter, and they're not putting up the numbers they're used to putting up. And that's what I thought. I wanted to see what was going to happen with the uh, Raiders passing offense against the no-fly zone secondary of the Broncos. Yeah, they've been putting some good pressure on David Carr, so he hasn't been able to really get into his groove yet. I think once he gets a couple of those passes
3: underway where he feels comfortable sitting there in the pocket, I think it'll change the tide. Oh. But there's a lot of tight coverage, though, so he's not really getting a lot of open area to throw to his receivers. But they're making some good catches so far I've seen. Some cont- contested catches, so that's
0: pretty good. Do you have a, a favorite moment playing... In Denver, and a least favorite moment playing in Denver. Yeah, if my, you can um, think of one.
3: Yeah, the favorite time was when I got my first touchdown of my career. Uh, Doug Flee threw it to me in the back of the end zone. Caught the first first touchdown ever in my career in Denver, and the worst time was when I was wide open but ran the wrong route mm. and got yelled at about it because I would have got another touchdown. This is a different game in
0: playing Oakland, but I mean playing Denver. But Bay Area boy, I know you had certain types of feelings about playing back in Oakland, right? how was that?
3: It's the worst stadium on the planet. I've <laughs> seen them in Qualcomm, man. It didn't even stop, bro. Somebody get some money together. <laughs> if you've got to borrow money from Jerry Jones in Dallas because he has a $5.2 mm-hmm. billion dollar value team. Hey, man, let, let me get a couple million real quick to build a stadium because this ain't working no more.
0: Well, they did get some help. It's called Las Vegas.
3: Yeah, but hey, Oakland is horrible. I would never they're live old. there. <laughs> I would never want to play there. Shout out to Salinas. I would never want to live there again, either. (laughs)